Welcome to Combat Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated to UFC and Bellator discussion, the MMA community, and combat sports in general. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and joining me this week is the entire Combat Sports Talk team. We got John, the keys to victory keys. What's up? You know what tonight is, don't you? Combat Sports Talk night? Well, that too, but more importantly. Oh, yes, I do know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. It's the 21st night of September. September. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, that's my do you know. All right, there you go. And also, grapes will catch on fire in the microwave. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) See, you know what? I like that the show is starting to get its own little bit of flavor. You know, now the show starts off with with, with, with John Key's interesting fact of the day, we got Kalechi with his multisyllabic words. It, it, we, we, it, it's just we're or getting our own awareness moment. Your cultural yes. awareness moment. We may be in for one of those tonight. Uh, and speaking of, we've got Kalechi KC Onyebuchi. What's up? Guten Tag. All right. Oh, wow. We're speaking a little bit of German here today. <laughs> Yeah. Even though it would, wouldn't it be guten nacht or whatever? Because it's nighttime? Good knock. Ich bin Ausländer und spreche nicht Deutsch. Okay. And good night, everybody. All right. All right. You know, he speaks Portuguese as well. Uh, Yeah. But you can't get him to do it. All right. And we have the double champ, George G Money Stalwart. What's up, people? All right. Well, we have a wonderful show tonight. I am super excited. Uh, we're not even going to have a headliner. We're going to skip the headliner segment and go straight into the official decision where we're going to look at UFC Vegas 11 Covington versus Woodley. Um, it was a great it was a great card from top to bottom. Let's go to it. This is the official decision. This is the official decision. This is where we look at the fights from Saturday night. We had, I think it was six fights on the card. Yeah, six uh-huh. fights on the card. Uh, UFC yeah. Vegas 11, Covington versus Woodley, Saturday, September 19th, 2020, from the UFC Apex Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. First fight on the main card, Kevin, the trailblazer Holland, defeated Darren Stewart via split decision. That... You know, we are we are all on the hype train for for Kevin Holland. Um, and so it, we I, I can say this. I was super excited to see him get back in there. And once again, I love the fact that there is no audience. There's none of the yelling. And so you can actually hear Kevin Holland talking to his opponent. And it's great. It's entertainment in itself. <laughs> Wait, was it, Kevin Holland the uh, Dallas dude? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so we we interviewed his coach, Coach Derwin, um, uh, Coach Derwin Lamb, um, a few weeks ago, and um, and Coach Derwin, you know, has been kind of keeping us abreast of of you know of things that are going on, and uh, you know, we've been following uh, uh, Kevin Holland since uh, since George George told told us all about him, like, hey, you got to watch out for this guy, and he keeps doing it, he keeps winning. I I, I don't know what his yeah. his current win streak is, but you know, he, he eked one out with, uh, with 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 Darren Stewart on Saturday night, but it was still a great performance. 
I was rooting for him every step of the way. So he's only, uh, I guess, in the UFC now, he's got seven wins, two losses, um, currently on a three-fight win streak. Um, his only losses in the UFC were to Thiago Santos and Brendan Allen. I don't even know who Brendan is. I think Brendan choked him out or something. He caught him in a, in a real naked choke. But um, also, Kevin actually has a win over Jeff Neal, but it wasn't in the UFC. Oh, in fact. yeah. Oh, we need to see that happening. The more you know. Well, I, what I think is so great about what we could be okay. seeing is a, a, I guess a a not a rubber match. What would you call it? Just a um, a rematch. The two of them rematch. a rematch between yeah. Jeff Neal eventually and Kevin Holland. Grudge well, match. And, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the fight that they had was for a belt back in the day, too. It was like uh, for an XKO belt here in Dallas. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, we, we once again, uh, we, we send out the uh, well wishes to, to Jeff Neal. We know that he was ill the last time we talked about him. The one thing that was keeping him out of the octagon was was an illness that, um, you know, that befell him. And so uh, hopefully that will... Uh, you know that he will he will heal from that. He will come back stronger, and we'll see him in the ring um, against all sorts of uh, opponents, including the Trailblazer, Kevin Holland. Next, next on the uh, next on the card was Mackenzie Dern, and she defeated Ronda Marcos via submission at at three minutes forty four seconds of round number one. This was basically all Mackenzie Dern. She came out wanting to strike. Fell down, mm-hmm. and as Ronda Marcos decided she was going to try to take advantage of that, she basically fell into the funnel web spider. She just went whoop, and now you next thing you know, you got an arm bar getting twisted all kind of ways. Is is bad? Yeah, that was um, that was nasty. Um, I, Ryan, uh, <laughs> George, I, go I, ahead. I, yeah, go I ahead. have a question, Ryan. Are you uh, calling her Ronda as a diss, or are you just? It's Randa Marcos, isn't it? I, I I thought it was I thought it was I thought it's spelled R A N D A, but I thought it was pronounced Rhonda. All right. Well, I mean, you are the pronunciation guru. Well, so. well you know, you've, you you you've brought it into question, so now I need I need to go and and get an official. Uh, it's yeah. Randa Marcos. You know, I I picked Randa to win this fight, and okay. I was so like caught off guard with how quickly Mackenzie wrapped her up. Uh, did you see some of the guard play McKenzie was doing? Like yeah. literally, she was hanging on to her like a spider monkey. Yeah, she was, and, and I was I was really impressed with that. And, but what really scared me was the armbar technique that she was using. I was like, it could pop off at any moment. She'd just take it home at this point. I mean, she was twisting it. She was doing everything she do she could, but she that it was the thumb that they it was the thumb she could not control the thumb because the thumb controls the submission and it was like at any point i would have gave up because the moment she had i would have i'd have started tapping because i mean it's the hip was there i mean it was just i don't know coach you explain it i'm sorry <laughs> it was just I kc gave this, this look to the left for a slight second there <laughs> I just yeah. I just saw pain. That's all I saw. <laughs> I saw her face go blank, and I know that blank face like, ow. And I, it's an ow that I can't say that it's an ow because if I say it's an ow, they're gonna stop the fight. And mm-hmm. you know, I I got that. So well, so Dominic Cruz Brandon did a great job. Some... Oh, go ahead. 
Randall was doing some things to to definitely try to to to, to defend off that arm bar. But if you go back and look at it, the the thing that was really slick was McKenzie because she was floating between um, a triangle, an arm bar, and an omoplata, and like she would just roll one into the other. She would, technically, if you really want to break down what she was doing. In striking, we have combinations like your jab, cross, hook, and they flow together and things like that. And basically, that's what she did with her jiu-jitsu. She created a combination. Okay, we're going from the arm bar. We're going to roll over into this triangle. And if the triangle doesn't work, I'm flipping you to the omoplata, which is going to lead back into my arm bar again. Like, you get what I'm saying? That's the kind of flow she she has developed in her jiu-jitsu game, man. It's nice. Yeah, well, you know, and, and what I was going to say is, is that Dominic Cruz really – did a great job of explaining how the, the, these different holes and these different um, you know locks were going to emerge and 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 what um, Mackenzie Dern was actually doing during during the fight. So you know if, if you were watching, you would see that you know you're getting really detailed instructions on how to look at each way that Mackenzie Dern is trying to 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 to, to lock in that submission. That's how I uh, learned the sport. Is getting you know the type of commentary that Joe Rogan, you know uh, 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 Daniel Cormier, or, or Dominic Cruz provides while the action, showing you piece by piece what the person is doing, what the strategy is, and then what is the what is the response to to prevent the lock from happening. And and so that was that was a really great sequence as a fan to hear and understand what Mackenzie Dern was trying to do in that moment. Um, what? One of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit is Mackenzie Dern says that she was threatened by her former coach. So she didn't have a smooth, uh, training camp for this fight. You know, typically you want to, you want to get, um, you know, time with your coach. You want to get eight to 12 weeks worth of training in, getting ready for that fight, cutting your weight and, and, and preparing your body to go into the cage. Well, midway through, she ends up having a falling out with her coach, Juan Gomez and, and, Basically, they switched camps in the middle of training camp, and it got very contentious to the point where, you know, she uh, felt threatened. And so it was it was interesting to still have that type of distraction and be able to still compete at the level that she did. I wonder how big of a distraction that stuff is. I'm coming from team sports, and I don't know this world all that well, uh, but. I mean, who didn't have that one abusive football coach? Like, I don't think they make football coaches who know how to not break down <laughs> their whole spirit. So how how big of a, like, difference is it to have a falling out with your coach? Because, I mean, oh. we all kind of hate our coaches so, most of the time, don't we? Uh, let, let's let Coach let, speak let on let that. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Y'all have really <laughs> touched upon a subject here, uh-huh. man. I, I have been through it on more than one occasion. Uh-huh. And, and – uh, KC, I've also played team sports, so I, I understand that dynamic, and it is yeah. vastly, vastly different. Yeah. In combat sports, in M- MMA, in, in martial arts in general, the relationship between a coach is, is so different than the relationship in a team sport with a coach. In martial arts, in, 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 in combat sports, my coach is my lifeline. My lineage comes from him. There, there's a sacred bond that gets created very often, particularly when it comes to the martial arts, which is so different than, say, a basketball coach I've had or a football coach I've had. The, the relationship is, is, is so different. They're not only my coach, 
These people are my counselors. There's my, they're my go-tos. They're my mentors. They're everything that goes on my, in my life for the most part because I'm spending four or five days a week with this individual who is intently working on me. He's not working on a team per se. He's spending this quality time with or she is spending this quality time with me. Yeah. And you and, and, and it really becomes a almost a codependent type relationship. Because very often you, you hear fighters say, you know, um, you have those fighters out there who, who say their coaches can work them almost like a remote control. It's, and you hear coaches talk about how, you know, I, I've i got this, this line of communication with my fighter that when I say whatever, they're able to throw that immediately. There's no gap. There's no lag in between or anything like that. Right. I've lost two coaches, man. And I can almost I can tell you it was almost like cutting off a limb. It was like losing an actual father figure or a mother figure and and it it rocked me man to to this day i still on a daily basis have thoughts about my first coach Mm. um so i i can tell you man it is a fundamental it definitely affects you in a fight camp it definitely it, it affects me to this day the loss of a relationship with my first coach it affects me to this day the loss of a sec of a second relationship with a coach and it, it it hurts. Like I've cried over the loss of these relationships, so I can imagine what McKenzie is probably going through, and vice versa. The coach we, we yeah. heard Derwin, Coach Derwin talked about losing fighters. Mm-hmm. It hurts, man. I recently I just had a fighter I looked up, hadn't seen or talked to him since his last fight with me, and I looked up and he's in a, at another camp somewhere now. I, I I didn't get any notification, no nothing, no. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Hey, I'm 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 just out here working on this. You don't have to worry. You know, no communication whatsoever. That hurts. It stings. So, I, just my two That's thoughts. Fair. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to go on a rant. No, this no, is exactly like what what I, I don't have. Yeah, that was wonderful. Thank you. Um, let let's let's go on. Johnny Walker came back and defeated Ryan Span via KO. In round hey, one, here, here, here we go. Trash. Hey man, I don't care. I, I chose him to win. Okay, yeah, eat that. All y'all eat that. Okay, <laughs> Casey, what did, what did you say first? I said I still think he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> he was losing Dude. until he was winning. All right, that's uh, all until he started that. hitting Ryan Span in the back of the head. You mean? <laughs> hey. By inch or by mile or by the back of the head, a win is still a win. All right. I'm I gonna... couldn't believe the referee didn't say something about those strikes to the back of the head. Like they were evident. Yeah, there was a couple of. Well, it's just like it was the old. Uh, who was doing that and was getting and was racking up wins? Was it Ben Rothwell? For no, I know it was, oh, was um, Travis. Travis Brown. Yeah, Travis Brown. And and he was racking up wins like that. And I was just like, okay. But there was a couple of obvious shots there. I was like, ooh, dude. Um, he won. All right. And I'm good. All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You could hear their, you could hear Span's coach in the background yelling. I mean, you could, he was, he was screaming at the top of his lungs about the shots, um, but they kept coming. Now, I think the one that finally did him in was probably clean, but there were a lot that were questionable that led to the, you know, to, to the, you know, to the final decision. So, um, Johnny Walker says they were legal though. Um, and I don't know I of a fighter who wins a fight that says, that says otherwise, except, you know, maybe we should have a rule that it's the, uh, it's the Anthony Smith rule whenever a fighter actually. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> actually acknowledges the fact that that you know. <laughs> we we you know we're going on the promise to ourselves that Anthony Smith never watches our show. No, you no, understand okay, that. this. Okay, I'm not meaning this as a slight. I'm just saying we <laughs> talked about the fact that he that he could have taken the out with John Jones, and he didn't. And right. so, 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 what I'm saying, the Anthony Smith rule is a virtuous rule of actually being honest, you know, and 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 saying, uh-huh. you know, what maybe some of my, you know, the Anthony Smith rule for Johnny Walker would have been, yeah, I did hit him in the back of the head a couple of times. No, right here, I was being extra careful. I did not hit him. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Let's get the record show. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you a better example of it, uh, Diego Sanchez. Um, yeah, you remember you he, know, got a, uh, he got a win. Asking the referee, like, what happens if I say I can't go off? <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, my God. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. All right. Oh so, God. in the next fight, uh, Hamzat Chemayev defeated Gerald Mearshart via knockout in 17 seconds. That was a fight. Is that what y'all call that? A fight? No. No, I mean that's that was technicality. Two men entered in a, in a in a octagon. There was a ref. Bruce Buffer was there to announce, and I heard a ding, and I heard a oh snap, he's dead, and that was it. Dude, did, yeah. Did you see like the kinetic chain on that punch? He like double loaded across. I I don't even know how to explain it, but just yeah. the, the, the way he knuckled out, bottom, bottomed out on his knuckles, and the way that that elbow was bent there. He might as well have hit him twice with that one punch. That's how <laughs> how strong that that punch came across. Okay, so there is an anime that actually shows that. All it took was one punch. All right, there is an anime. It's an old anime. Uh, when I say old, I mean like nineties old. All I need Don't is try. one punch, Dad. Uh, it's called Raruni Kenshin. Wait, uh, what? Why do you yeah. know this? Because he's he's John Keyes. And, and you <laughs> is the resident historian on the show, you know. Therefore, okay. <laughs> Hence, that should be my promo. I need that as a promo. Him saying just that. How do you know this? That's what I need. All right. Dave actually showed a, a way that the dude was punching because he was breaking everything. And they were like, mm-hmm. it was a gross exaggeration. But he was literally... Hitting something one time, but twice, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It was kind of like what we saw with One Punch Man or Kabig or whatever you want to call him, the killer. All right, we'll call him the killer because he killed. Oh boy. Dead. So so yeah, I, I love the fact that there are video there there are images of One Punch Man with uh, with with uh, Chimaya's head on 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 the top of his body. Like that's that's great, and so in honor of that, I've been playing drops from One Punch Man. All I need is one punch, Dan. That, and so, uh, <laughs> and, and, and and so it's 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 great. Like that that's what you want to see. I've become too strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was brutal because I mean you could see I, was it you could see the look in Meerkat's. Meerkat, Meerkat, yeah. It don't matter. What? I've lost my title. I lost my title as the pronunciation. Uh, You know, I got to work on Randa Marcus's name. I got to practice that. How's his name pronounced? Mershot or what is Mershot? Mershot. Okay. Mershot. You can see the look on Mershot's face that he knew the punch was coming, 
and he was going to try and and block it somehow. He just couldn't. Dude. It's not that he, he refused to. He just couldn't. It was so fast. It was like, pow, and it was over. And I you was remember like, that, oh, God. That Jurassic Park movie when they had the, uh, the goat or the lamb or whatever just sitting out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what that looked like, man. Yes. And uh, what's his name? Uh, comes out, just showed up out of the bushes, attacked, <laughs> and w- walked off with the goat. Yeah, it was, it was, dude, seventeen seconds. You know and, what they and, say? And, what up? We'll find a way. <laughs> dude, oh, look will. at that! So, Mershot, Mershot is is like a a new what would you call him? Like doorkeeper in that division, man. He he's had a couple of. He's like, I forget how many fights, but he's had well over 30 fights. But he fought Kevin um, Holland as well. Uh, yeah. He fought, uh, I think, Tiago Santos. A um, couple of other folks up in that upper division, man. And he, he's got losses all to them. But, but see, that's the thing. They were saying that this guy is seasoned, okay? he's. They were like, he's not going to let a, uh, you know, Khabib come in there and just do what he's going to do. He didn't have a choice. Okay, <laughs> he didn't have a choice in the situation. Um, so yes. And meanwhile, Damian Maya saw that, and I guarantee he started drinking real heavy that night. <laughs> well, you know, like, Screw the, the the interesting thing is that the that you know they they've started the preliminary money lines for for this uh, for that fight with Damian Maya, and um and uh, Chimaev is coming off as a minus five seventy five uh, favorite. To a plus four forty five for Damian Maya, like this is huge. Wow. Like it, it, it's huge. Is but, he still the most dangerous man? No, because it's Gilbert Burns now. Yeah. <laughs> see that? I can see that. Right. Um, <laughs> that loyalty is fickle, man. <laughs> but uh, well, you know, Damian Maya got beat by Gilbert Burns, so I can't. I you know, I I have to. I had to pass the the the, the crown to. Uh, you know, to, to Gilbert Burns. But if Damian Maya and uh Chimaev doesn't happen, there's somebody who wants to wants wants to be the replacement fighter for that. Kevin Holland. Mm-hmm. See, what happened is Kevin Holland had a run in with uh Hamzat Chimaev um in the uh in in in, in the in the hotel. Basically uh, Chimaev pushed him and called him the help, and uh, and Kevin Holland was like, "No, that I, that is that is not appropriate." Um, wow. And so, so that's why in the well, post fight, that's why in the post fight, uh, when they asked uh, Kevin Holland who he wanted to fight, he's like, "I'll fight whoever, just give me." But if if the Damian Maya, uh, if Damian Maya falls out of that fight, I'll fight the rat. And he called uh, Jemayev the rat. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I want to see that fight. Yeah. I mean, Damian Maya is great, fight. but I want to see Kevin Holland versus Hamzat Jemayev. Yeah, that 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 needs to happen. That seriously, yeah, that seriously needs to happen. All right. In the co-main event, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And Nico Price fought to a majority draw. Um, Donald Cerrone mm. said that was the worst performance he's ever had. I disagree with him. I think 45 <laughs> seconds with Conor McGregor is probably the worst performance you ever had. You yeah. threw two punches. At least you made it three rounds with Nico Price. 
You, yeah. you threw two punches against Conor McGregor, and you were done. Is it too early to start talking about uh, hanging it up? No. No, it's time. And Dana White, and, and Dana White has said, he goes, it's time to have the conversation with, with Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And he says, um, we're going to talk about stopping. And, 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 you know, he had to have that conversation with, with, with Chuck Liddell. Yeah. yeah. And he it's, had that same, it was pretty much the same verbiage that he had with Chuck Liddell talking about it, that he had that same verbiage with, with, um, uh, Donald. I think what's going to happen is that because Nico says he wants to run it back, I think Donald would like to run it back. I think let them run it back one more time and then call it quits for Donald. I I disagree totally. All right, let's hear it. Donald needs to move to that Legends Masters division. Oh, yeah. On some of those fights. Those would be good fights for Donald. Guys more his speed, guys who can slow it down, and and I think th- those will be exciting fights for Donald. You can't be um, pairing Donald up with some of these new jacks coming out now. Nah. nah. I have a proposal. I'm listening. Every one of these uh, Legends League fights should start in a bar, and the octagon is just an open <laughs> bar. They just, it's two dudes that's sitting at the end of edge of a bar. One of them throws a drink, and then it's game on. That's just how rather just point start. like, hey, do you? And they be like, yeah, do you? And then the, the, the octagon raises up, and they just walk in. And... I, I see Bruce Buffer as the bartender. He comes over and hands both of them a shot. They down the shot and just start throwing. Yeah, because the, shot, the yeah. shot is just like instant testosterone, and you know, there you go. Some, some drinkable Guys, I testosterone. I think we just came up. I think we just uh, we're onto something here. Let's uh, make sure we patent this. <laughs> yeah, let's talk to Mike Tyson. I'm. I, I don't think Mike Tyson's thought of it this way. You know, he's trying to put that league together. Uh-huh. We 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 got a twist for him. You, that's how the opening should be every time for every for his pay per view. Like you want hey. some. You want some? And you know, Bruce Buffer lays down some some uh some edible some edible um testosterone. Ah, ah, <laughs> and, it's Colorado and, talking. Yeah, well <laughs> what is edible what is edible testosterone? I'm just I trying to figure know. out what that is. Hey, maca root. I bet they could make what? make it from rice krispies. <laughs> <laughs> it might look got, like rice krispies. One other proposal on how the the fights could start. Yeah. It's in a ble- it's on in the bleachers and it's like they're pretending to be fans of one's a Cowboys fan, one's an Eagles fan. Boom. There you go. Oh, oh, oh. Or any other sports team. Any other sports team. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say did the Eagles lose to the Cowboys already this year? No, they haven't. Uh, played not yet. yet. But the Eagles uh, lost to everyone played they played. Them. Eagles suck oh. this year. Let's not. This is a combat sports talk. This is, fo- this is not football. I, I, I have a question for y'all. Back on combat sports talk. Did y'all think Nico's Nico Price's performance was noteworthy at all? No. Let don't judge Donald. Don't okay, was the let, work that Nico put in in round was it one worthy at all? In round one, it was. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude ran across the ring and just threw everything through the kitchen sink at at Cowboy Cerrone. I mean. There were two elbows that he threw that were just like well, brutal, brutal in your face kind of fighting. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what it takes to to have a 
noteworthy fight that would you know that that you would uh, but I, I thought it was great no i wouldn't say it was bad at all um and like i said i take out the fact that it was cowboy because okay one everybody knows the game plan run at cowboy in the first round try to get him out of there quick so we're always going to see that with a cowboy fight now unless we put him in the master's division i think against right. tyron sure. okay so so you're uh, so you're saying basically that Nico's reaction to the to the draw was warranted. No, I, no. So let's talk I, about what I his reaction was. Like, what was his well, reaction I to the that draw? Was weird too. He he almost was like happy. He was stoked. He was geek. But I think I I don't know what I I think he was just in the moment of adrenaline rush right there and had no idea what was going on. He was just happy not to lose the fight because yeah, it went to a does. decision. And we all know how these judges can act. Well, you know, I, so so let, let's talk a little bit about why why it was a majority draw in the first round. Nico Price comes at Donald Cowboy Cerrone, really beats him up for the first half of the round and then pokes him in the eye. Right. So he gets he gets the warning. And, you know, what is it? Maybe 30 seconds later. I, I don't even know. How, a short time later, he pokes Donald Cowboy Cerrone in the eye again. And he went Raymond Daniels on him. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new one. We got a new yeah, one. Yeah, because he did cuss. He did cuss in the ring. So the referee took the took a point from Nico Price. So even though he was winning the round, it it was going to be a nine nine round, uh, which puts you on track for having a draw. Well, in that case, he was he was uh, he was given one judge gave him three rounds to zero and, and and then the other two gave cowboy what i would assume to be the third round and so yeah. you ended up getting a a majority draw what i think that one thing that nico price said is that he has always been a cowboy Cerrone fan and so to to fight one of your heroes and effectively win the fight is you know th- that's something that is is you know something to be proud of i guess i mean um the the way he went about remarking afterwards or things like that i i just didn't get what the emotional outburst was in that sense okay you're stoked because you got to fight cowboy and you beat him but you didn't it was called a majority draw Mm -hmm. Uh. and so you know and cowboy said i take it as a loss Maturity, well, maybe that's what it is. Reality, in 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 you know my my first time ever uh ever ever playing a team sport was was eleven uh, year old Ryan playing football and our first game we tied six to six and I'm sitting there like yeah and and everybody's like why are you so happy we tied tying is like kissing your sister um and that was how having a tie was introduced <laughs> to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm an only child, so I don't really know what kissing your sister is like. <laughs> but apparently, it's not great. Well, all right. Um, yeah. So, well, I'll be the first to confess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And so, in the main event of the evening, Doubt and Strike Force, how to rule this Oh, right. 
say. Tomorrow you know I'm coming. That's right. Tyron Woodley put out a diss video before his fight with Colby Covington saying Colby Covington ain't going to do nothing in the main event of the evening. Colby Covington defeated Tyrone Woodley via TKO <laughs> in round oh, five. Man. Okay, so, so technically, he was it, correct. He said Kobe ain't going to do nothing. Therefore, yeah. Kobe going to do, do something. something. <laughs> yeah. Axiomatically correct. There it is. Axiomatically, uh, there it is. Well, I've got well, another one teed up for today on purpose this time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. So yeah, I lost that one. I was I think I was the one only one that, that <laughs> held the faith on that one. So give me my crow, please. Yes, thank you. I still don't understand what you thought you, he was gonna do. <laughs> okay, so in life they okay, are in who we life, thought they were. Yeah, that's right. In the screen. There are people that that you instinctively just don't like. And that in your mind you're like I don't care if I get beat by 12 of his friends. I am not going to get beat by him. All right? And that's what I was thinking, that he's going to go in there and finish off what Kamaru started. The and same dude who doesn't start fighting until the third round? Hey, man. I was like, okay, you know, we're going to see if Kobe can 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 handle his gas tank, which in the back of my mind, I'm like, John, you know. Kobe's got a gas tank. Okay. Yeah. And it's like it's, it's a world tank. renowned. Like it is what defines Kobe be. Covington is his gas tank. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like he is the most endurant guy in the UFC. Period. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so maybe maybe this time uh Tyron will uh, will 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 start throwing some combo. Tyron didn't throw not one combo. Okay, he stayed in the single digits the entire fight. So I was like, okay, he's gonna run. He didn't wrestle him to the ground. If anything, the time that he had him on the ground, he he popped the rib and had to quit the fight. <laughs> it was it was it was sad watching this because uh, you know I think all of us wanted Tyron Woodley to show that he still got it. Yes, you know, if, if yeah. this was any fight, he could have beat this dude and be like, "I quit at this point. I'm done." And I'd have been like, "Thank you, Tyron, for your for your for your service and everything like that." No, this was like, this was this was Rocky Forsan. This was mm. this was. You I, can't I, call I, out a guy and get beat like that. This is Apollo. Okay. <laughs> this is Apollo Creed. Ivan Drago said, "Okay." Mm. This, that, yeah, that, there. yeah, it was there, if man. He dies, it was there. He dies. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Oh, <laughs> exactly. You know where where was where was Kamaru throwing in the towel for him? I mean, where was that? Okay, you know he he was dead on the floor. He was dead on the floor. What, I mean, but that's so kind of the funny thing because he was still there on the floor after the fight was over. He's still laying on the floor. Oh, yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. It, that was pretty bad. Man. Oh, he does <laughs> see the ambulance ride where he was talking about, I can't breathe. No, I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah. 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 It, it, you, know, they, you know they got that voice bite, or what would you call it, that that uh, sound, sound bite. bite. Yeah. Sound bite, uh, yeah. You know, especially because he, in it, um, what was it, during the face-off, he wore his Black Lives Matter T-shirt and some other things. So for him to holler, I can't breathe, that, that just 
the oh I was gonna say uh Kobe Covington probably just loved every moment of hearing that. Yeah, well, you know, I, yeah. Let's not give him any front. ideas. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the yeah. storm the stormfront has a has a sound bite of that good stuff. And there's man. So speaking of sound bites, man, you saw the uh, the interview that included um, Usman President. as well as Kevin. Oh. Best best stuff on the internet right now, man. Kobe when he got highly upset, like when he started oh. uh, talking about I'm gonna kill you. I got the drop. I got the drop. Here it is. All right, let's do it. President, you're so soft. Your mouth. You're so soft. You're soy boy soft. Look at him. You got the phone. You're so soft. Yeah, you never. You know, would you get a? Who'd you get a call from? You get a call from freaking your little your little tribe. They give you some smoke signals for you. Okay, you're a joke, Marty. Fake news. News flash. You went to that rally. Hey, guess what? You're fake news. No one cares about you. No one cares about you. You do. You're pathetic. Do you care about me? No. Yeah, because you got the worst decision in the history of the sport. So many bad calls against me. Oh yeah, no. No, you didn't. I stood right up. That wasn't I your question. Your no, face. Marty, fake newsman. You're, you're full, broke. You didn't break your my face. face. I got right up and protested Look it right away. Me. That was a Look fake stoppage, fake I rep, broke fake fight. Face. Wait till I see you next time. Wait till I see you next time, Marty, fake newsman. You're dead. You're dead. Am we I? got unfinished business. Really? You better show up. So there you have it. Colby Covington oh. lost uh, lost his composure when 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 Kamaru Usman was like, "I broke your face." Look at me. And that, <laughs> that was not, that was no, I mean, Masashi Miyamoto said it best. He who flinches dies. And I don't know. All I know is hard. I want to toss my entire wallet at the UFC to see this fight now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, it's make that $150. I'm still in. <laughs> <laughs> I want the U. I want the UFC to avoid this so much. This is not the year. <laughs> 2020 is not the year. <laughs> if Kobe wins this fight, it's like, damn. Yeah, dark we can't this handle happen. this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be oh. real. The other side of this, though, is it feels like what happened in that moment was not the real Kobe Covington coming out, but like the bit enveloping him right have you ever just kind of talked yourself into something like into you some- weren't all that mad and you were just like play fighting with somebody you weren't that mad and then all of a sudden you're like angry angry that's what it felt like was coming out there because we all know that this is an act and he's hyped up on donald trump calling him what? but at a certain point i think he talked himself to the point where he really believed that he didn't get his jaw broken so i i, I peep what you're saying and I think he separates the two. I think, yes, he knows the act part is there. But Kamaro did a, a, a dig at him in such a way that it had nothing to do. Kamaro didn't go after that. He, I broke your face. This is me communicating to another human being what I did to you. I'm demoralizing you again by, by repeating it to you. That's what got Kobe hot and heated. And, you, that, was it, a, and that factual statement right Right. There. It's psychologically because it doesn't matter what you said. Look, now, think about this. His his face was broken. You remember he? I think he had to wear a mask for a while. His nose was jacked up or whatever. He had to heal from that, and all while he's healing from that, you know what his thought is? Kamaru, Kamaru. You're watching it on film. You're seeing it. You're studying this man so that you can face him again eventually. And when he here we are months later. I broke 
your face. And he appears does, to have forgotten that. Well, as he, but see, Kamara reminded him, and I guarantee he started flashbacking to back in that fourth round when he was sitting in that stool. He told his coach, I think my jaw is broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's the killer. That's the sound like Kamara needed. Yeah, that, that, right. Like, like, I jaw wish he could have played a drop right there. Like, called out to the sound team, like, hey, I, I need that. I need that drop. <laughs> I think my jaw's broke. <laughs> and that, and that mentally, I think that got into him. And I don't, I think it just broke him. And we saw that because he broke character and went real. I really believe that was all. That was one hundred percent all real. I and mean, he was like, will, it, will, it, will it, will it, will it, will it be for what's the word? Will he be able to channel it and use it for? A no. Win? No. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I see Kobe as that kind of guy. Usman. Okay. I think Usman had a chance of losing that fight had that jaw not gotten broken. Mm-hmm. So that's partially why I don't want this fight to happen because I think Usman has to do something to, to change his game because Kobe can win that fight. And Kobe's good at making adjustments as well. He mm-hmm. is. He All makes right, so, adjustments on the fly. So, I mean, let's put it out there. I mean, <sighs> I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to have to wash my mouth out later. But Kobe uh, Covington is a dangerous fighter. He knows he has high fight IQ. He has an endless gas tank, and he has a coach that knows how to, how to really coach him. Okay? That's three things there that makes him a champion very quickly. But against Kamaru Usman, he's got rage. And there's a difference. But that's a problem. Anger. Well, no, anger is a problem because anger can be can be channeled. Anger can be focused. Rage cannot. Rage is literally chaos. That's Kobe chaos, Covington. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Where that's... I see in a, a real advantage, though, is uh, exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. is that what makes chaos so dangerous in uh, in the octagon is those adjustments and he really his fight iq is one of the best like his ability to see what's happening uh and really transition his game mid-fight but i really do believe that you can take him out of his game by pushing his ego the whole time if he gets in there with a fighter who knows how to talk to him while he's fighting oh he's done his head game isn't there like the whole has- thing about playing a heel and or these character types that Kobe's playing is because you know it's fake and the other other individuals know it's fake. It creates this sense of insecurity in you. And that's mm-hmm. what Kamaru was doing. He was pulling that string and he pulled. Basically, he pulled your skirt up, Kobe. Yeah. Wow. You mad. <clears throat> you big mad. We got to get that one. You mad. <laughs> you big mad. I'm going to be happy. Um, <laughs> the, 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 you know, way back before we had the first fight between Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington, you know, the concern that I had was that because Kobe Covington could only get his identity by being this character, he would eventually become this character. There is there mm-hmm. there there just is no way that you can do this for this long and still have an identity. Yeah, if it's off you know, somewhere where it's not in the maelstrom of all the things that are going on with the UFC. He is, he is absolutely, um, you know, he, 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 he can have a conversation, but at the end of the day, he, after all these accolades that you guys have put on Colby Covington, really, 
Yeah, I'm. You guys have just called him legendary gas tank, great fight IQ, changes in the. He can adjust mid fight. All of these things you just said about him. Those he, aren't accolades. Those are his attributes. Those are things yeah. he does. Yeah, I wouldn't I say we. Well, I'm not uplifting him for what he does well necessarily in that sense. I'm acknowledging that it is a truthful thing. This is what he does. The only thing I like about Kobe <laughs> right Covington is the fact that he comes in with, with Kurt Angle's theme song. That's it. That's it. Okay. The, the, he comes the, in with Kurt Angle's theme song. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The, the point that I'm trying to make here is, is that at the end of the day, Kobe Covington still believes that he needs this identity. He needs this character in order to have value in the UFC. Despite that he does all of these things well, He's shown and proven that he can stand toe to toe with the greatest in the welterweight division and, 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 and vie for the title. He still feels like he needs to be this MAGA hat wearing person. And that's where you get this blending of is that, is he becoming this caricature that he started back in Brazil? And I believe that he is. And, 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 you know, what we didn't get to in, in this, um, in, in this clip is how he starts talking about, you know, he's got the dragon, the dragon, uh, the dragon, <laughs> dragon spirit, energy. dragon energy. Yeah. That's it. The dragon energy, dragon energy really... or dragon blood, dragon no, energy, said dragon energy. I, yeah. And I was really concerned with that statement. Okay. Cause <laughs> the conspiracy that's a, theories that's abound. The <laughs> All right. That's, hit that's, my music. The reptilians are coming. <laughs> no, cause you know, when you put MAGA, and I'll probably lose a, a couple of people here. Y'all can come for me if you want to. I wouldn't advise it. Uh, you put MAGA <laughs> versus uh, plus Dragon Energy. It sounds no, KKK-ish. That, you're getting very KKK-ish. Oh, yeah, because uh, the leaders of the, the leader of the KKK is the Grand Dragon. Uh, dragon. Yeah. Uh, I did not put that together. Uh, this I, did. I was like, whoa! One thing that I... I was wanting clarification on is when Kamaru says, like, the only reason you got to go to that rally is because, unfortunately, I wasn't able to. Um, what? Uh, Kamaru doesn't well, strike me as the... Uh, well, if you, look at who, if you look at who went to the... If you look at who went to the... They were all belt holders. So yeah. you've got, you got, you know, uh, Justin Gates. Who wasn't a belt holder. He is. Well, he, I mean, he retired as a champion. Yeah. And he's an Olympian. But, and, and, but Cejudo is, 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 I mean, that was very disappointing on Cejudo's part to show up at, at that rally for all the, all the, all the reasons. Just all the I mean, reasons. I support anyone having their own political beliefs, but where I it do. throws me off is specifically with Colby in that he, he embodies the low edge. Uh, low education voter um, that is on board with a movement without understanding the context and the reason why, because it gives him clout, right? So he's the average guy who's out there just like, oh, I own the libs. Well, it's like, congratulations. Like, all right, you want a cookie? So Colby just like jumping in into this personality and like becoming uh, a Trump supporter while wearing a Hillary pantsuit is just kind of a weird weird thing like it's less about his political views and more about the fact that he's just jumping into this persona 
uh, to play on the lowest common denominator. Like, if you're a Trump supporter because you believe in his economic policies, his Ford trade policies, whatever, but you're literally a Trump supporter because you know it upsets people. That is lacking integrity. So I say, Suhudo, be you, but I, I can't judge his actions. I can't judge Colby's because we all know that this was all for a gimmick and not because he actually supports Trump. All right. There you go. Let's go ahead and close out our first segment. <laughs> um, this card on, on Saturday night made a lot of waves in the UFC world and in the MMA world. And so let's talk about it in finding the angles. This is Finding the Angles. This is where we look at the headlines that people are talking about in the MMA world. We are not done with UFC on Vegas 11 because we have to talk about a prelim fight. Sarah Alper versus Jessica Rose Clark. Jessica Rose Clark defeated Alper by TKO using her knees not once, not twice, but a 100,000 times before we finally got a stoppage in that in round three. So this is one of those fights that um, you know, that was a fight that should have been stopped. So as uh, Sarah Alper and Jessica Rose Clark is pretty much a, a back and forth uh, battle in the first two rounds, Jessica Rose Clark was getting the better of the exchanges and was on in route to win that fight. And then in the third round, um, uh, Jessica Rose Clark ends up getting uh, Alper in a position where as Alper is going down with her back against the cage um, to a kind of a squatted position with her butt nearly to the ground Jessica Rose Clark throws a brutal knee right to the face of Sarah Alper breaking her nose and splattering blood all over the place well the referee comes in um, because he thinks that this is was an illegal knee so he goes to the to the replay and finds that it was not an illegal knee, that Sarah Alper's butt, which would have made it an illegal knee, was an inch above the ground, had not touched the ground yet. If it had, it would be an illegal knee as a downed opponent, but it had not touched, so the strike landed clean. Alper was clearly out. But the referee chose to continue the fight, and Jessica Rose Clark had to, for another minute and a half to two minutes, continue to beat on a woman whose face was bloody and nose was broken who was clearly out of the fight but not enough out of the fight for the referee to stop it until finally and and, and it was interesting what um what jessica rose clark said she goes i tried to submit her but um sarah alpa wouldn't give up the submission so finally she had to say i'm gonna have to throw elbows and so she starts throwing these elbows right into this broken nose and finally she's uh, she, uh alper covers up and the referee stops the fight caused tons of controversy dana white was furious why because this is the same referee who did not give mike rodriguez the win over um ed herman the previous week so last week we talked about the fact that refereeing is a hard job and we should cut this guy some slack because it's hard to be in the right position, making the right decisions with this stuff happening in real time. But now we are two weeks in a row with a controversial decision 
a clear mistake made by the referee, is it time to hold the referee accountable for the mistakes that he's made two weeks in a row? Yes. Yes, because it is different from any other ref. Uh, it's different from refing a basketball game. It's different from refing a football game. This fighter's lives are in a whole different level of jeopardy when you make a bad call. And I think for the notion of protecting the fighters, you have to get rid of a guy who's shown himself to, he, he may have a good heart, but his impact and his intentions aren't lining up. And his impact is really impacting fighters' safety. George, what do you think? Casey just summed it all up, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not only their safety, their paycheck, and their mm-hmm. ranking as well. Yeah. Every because... bit of their livelihood, you know. And it's, I mean, and it shouldn't just, I mean, yeah, you're right. Especially in this sport that a ref should be held at the highest level. But in all sports, if you do, if you mess up and, not just mess up. Okay, you mess up first time. Okay, second time. Wait a minute. Okay, you you we really got it. You got to be on your game. This is supposed to be the highest level of mixed martial arts. Therefore, you need to be at the highest level of your of your job in that ring. So, yeah, he need he, something needs to happen. Some. It's 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 very um. Difficult position that, that referees have, man. I tell you, I, I've refed and I, I've made some calls that I, you know, I had to sleep on and be like, did I make the right call or, you know, those kind of things. Especially, there was this one fight where there were there were children fighting, and this one little girl was just, I felt like she was getting overwhelmed and worked over, and I stopped the fight. But this little girl wanted to fight on. She had she had a little, you know, dog in her. She she wanted it. But I just felt like there was too much punishment being given out or whatever. When I stopped the fight, her mother lost her ever-loving mind. Oh, went wow, off on me. And, and Like, literally, yeah. And Should have been like, you know I'm a Muay Thai fighter here. You know, lady, <laughs> you know. I mean, but outside, of course, she had no idea. But still, just the fact that her mother <laughs> went off on me for doing my job in protecting her daughter. Yeah, you, get, you know, and, and so it, it's a very hard position for that we put refs in, man. I, I get it because you're not perfect. You're not going to always make the right call. And those guys do sleep with that. It, it is not something that they don't they don't you know think about later on um, throughout their career. Even I tell you, I, I still think about the situation where I stopped this one fight. And this was years ago. Yeah, I will. I will always respect a ref that errs on the side of caution. Okay. Protect the fighter. You know, always. I will. I. I may not like the decision, but hey, his jaw is hanging on the ground. Pick, you know, please pick it back up. You know, and end this fight. I, I will always. I will never have a problem with a judge that calls an early fight. And will it will it kill my excitement? Yes. But will that fighter fight another day? Yes. Yes. So, it is what it is. All right. Let you look, you're getting ready to say something. Have y'all noticed that we're getting more and more of these late stoppages through the uh, what I guess we call it the COVID area era? Yeah, like there are a, yeah, there are a lot. We've been talking about it a lot. I mean, if you go back to bo- even before Anthony Smith, right? 
you know, there there was a fight that we were talking about. Um, the 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 what was it? Alistair Overeem, Curtis Blades, or uh, no, it wasn't it was Alistair Overeem versus uh. Uh, I don't. I hate Ref, to reference. Whatever. I hate to reference him by the tragedy that he experienced, but the uh, yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. I forgot. Uh, Walt Harris. There Omaha. it is. There Walt, you go. It's yeah. Walt Harris. <laughs> you know, you had the Walt Harris Alistair Overeem fight that should have been stopped, but it wasn't, and then Walt Harris ended up losing. You had Anthony Smith versus Glover Teixeira. You know, and then you have these mistakes that 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 are that are going on as well. As well, I I I I do. I don't. I don't know if it's just so happens that you know this is co- this is what's it called um, um, recency bias or, or or confirmation bias where because we we've been talking about it and we've been looking at it we see them happening more often and so it, it it's not happening any more than what we thought it was but because now we're sensitive to it it, it you know it, it's something that we're talking about a lot more now but I. It, there does seem to be a, a rash of these in the past few months, and it just happens to coincide with 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 COVID. So you know the old saying: correlation does not bring about causation. Yes. Mm. One more thing on this topic: the NC in the the Nevada State Athletic Commission says that last week they could have used instant replay. What's so funny? Let you sit here laughing. I'm sorry, my coach fell asleep on us, and then I realized he was. T- <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> oh, there we I, I have didn't it. Use a nap, but no, I was texting. So, so I didn't mean the... to call you out like that. Ryan did it. I was... <laughs> well, I'm looking because I'm because I. I tripped up on Nevada State Athletic Commission, so I thought you were laughing because I messed. He's smiling. Yeah, and so I'm like, (laughs) okay, all right. They could have used instant replay in the uh, Ed Herman Mike Rodriguez fight. Had they done that, they would have seen it was a clean shot, and 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 Mike Rodriguez would have won the fight. But there there was a misunderstanding in the rules. I'm going to chalk it up as a misunderstanding. They did not think that he could. They could have used. used uh instant replay but because the nevada state athletic commission rules say instant replay can be used at any time during the fight they should have gone to instant replay it was you know irrefutable video evidence that the strike was clean and this fight should have ended in a in a finish for mike rodriguez so um just a, just a just a was that a a, 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 a prologue on the fight for can Mass- they retroactively make that a no contest or something like that I think um, they can argue that, but I don't think they will just for the simple fact that uh, Rodriguez got got his pay his win money, and and I, it is and, extremely difficult to get a commission to overturn decisions. Yeah, but I'm still trying to overturn a decision from five years ago. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I I wish you the best of luck in that, and I I, I hope that. Uh, you know, whoever, whoever this will be, sir. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Dana White um, has left Vegas and has gone to Fight Island. And there's video of him talking about his uh, mega suite in Abu Dhabi. And uh, it is quite the abode. It is one befitting a, uh, you know, the millionaire or perhaps billionaire that he is. Um, but. It's coming at a time when fighter pay, 
um, is still a hot topic. And so um, recently, Drink. on Thursday, a U.S. district judge um, said that he is likely to certify the class of fighters seeking damages from the promotion of uh, from the seeking damages from the promotion of anti-competitive price uh, practices. So it looks like the UFC may be facing an antitrust lawsuit, and that lawsuit is moving forward, which could pave the way for a fighters' union or at least some type of equity with fighter pay. So I know, Kalechi, I know you're happy about that, but Dana White's video of him walking around in this palatial suite is coming at just the wrong time with, 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 uh, with judges making their decisions about whether or not the UFC has paid fighters fairly. I'm happy, and, but more so I'm concerned. You've got a guy who can literally call the president of the United States, who can literally twist the arm of the attorney general. This isn't going anywhere. All right. I'm sad. Like, you know me, I want to go in on this, but I'm just, I, everyone's known the opulent life that uh, Dana White's lived forever. Like when uh, Conor McGregor first came on the scene, it was Connor riding uh, Dana's white Lamborghini around town. Like uh, when, when uh, Dana White shows on his Instagram, like his son's birthday party, spending a million dollars on a birthday party. When Dana White is uh, um, struggling, having issues with paying Dustin Poirier, but at the same time showing uh, his uh, the room where he watches fights at his house. Like th there's nothing new about the fact that there's payment issues and and still on top of these payment issues, Dana White has lived in opulence. Like this isn't new to me. And this is why I just don't believe that anything is going to change. All right. Anyone else? All right, then. Okay. No, go ahead. You, I, you, no, no, go, <laughs> go ahead, ahead coach. I mean, we, I could sit there and say, you know, ball till you fall and you about to fall real quick, but you know, what was that movie where, uh, was it American Gangster, where you got this drug lord who's getting away with it until his wife gets him a meat coat and they sit yeah. inside at a fight? And, and, this, and this, this, that's, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it, it was American Gangster. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at what? me having references. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, speaking of American Gangsters... Uh, Michael Chandler signs with the UFC and he is the backup fighter for Nemurga Medoff versus Gaethje so uh, that is that is a big a come up as... <laughs> yeah I, I know. thought you were going to do like a Sonnen and Ariel Hawani story but nope yeah Michael Chandler yeah well yeah. that's why I threw my hands up because I knew the segue wasn't going to work I just <laughs> you, you, you guys took a left turn right when I was getting ready to make my segue and threw an American Gangster so I'm like American well, Gangster you know, huh? <laughs> see you later yeah. All so right, Michael Chandler is a big story, though. It's it's a big story because you know he is he is a, a great fighter. And now I know that he lost his title in Bellator um, near near the end of his contract, but he's definitely a fighter that that Bellator wanted to hang on to. They did not want um, they did not want for Michael Chandler to um, they didn't want they didn't want Michael Chandler to to go to the UFC. Um, so. Uh, 
<laughs> he go he go cry in the car. I'm, yeah. I'm, what are you eating, Kalechi? Like, what are you eating? <laughs> I'm sitting here, like, now, I'm watching you look, eat. I'm and diabetic. It's like, my blood sugar. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, uh, I'm playing the card. I had my low blood sugar was kicking in, and I felt woozy. I was like, "Let me get this." Don't judge me, but it's banana pudding, and it is amazing. <laughs> but I, but it's funny because because it's like you're sitting there talking, then ne- next thing you know, someone starts talking, and you're like, <laughs> "Wait, so you?" Have to eat it? Yes, we can see the whole time. We've been watching you eat it. Am what I did the, you think? I, you had I, your mouth below the screen or something? Yeah, no, I thought like I, I've been like blacking out the screen, and so apparently it just blacks it out for me and not for y'all. Oh my god! Wow. Yes, <laughs> I mean, for the yeah, gold, I like, I'm glad you didn't decide to pick your nose on screen. <laughs> I know, right, oh, bro? This whole time, <laughs> I mean, I he was talking. No, like, no, wow, that must be amazing. Whatever he's eating, man, I'll it be must ready. be because he is just shoveling it. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was legit on. No, y'all couldn't text me nothing. Okay. I see. No, we no. thought you knew. We thought you I knew. knew. It, it was, was like, legitimately oh. black on my screen. I'm like, ah, y'all can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a fat kid eating cake in the Yes, like, you were. Ah. That's a good description. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I oh hate y'all so much. Because <laughs> I came back and was like, oh, why are they laughing? Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, you go back and watch this one. For those of you who are listening to the audio, this is one you want to go on YouTube and watch. Just, just, I mean, seriously, mm. that was the, we heard the spoon scrape and everything. It was just like, dude, oh my God. delicious. Oh, my God. How, how about he was like, the black Mikey commercial from back in the day. <laughs> he likes Mikey. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't do half of the other stuff I would normally do when the oh. camera's off. Uh, wow. All right. So now I know that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, so that's the reason why he got up and got off screen for a second. Well, yeah, I, I saw him get off screen, so I had to... So, in the middle, I had to start moving camera angles around to find uh, my no KC angle because I hadn't used it in so long. Um, I had to re- bring it back because he walked off camera. <laughs> I thought y'all couldn't see. Damn. I, I got to figure out technology. I'm... Yeah. Anyway, back to Michael Chandler. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, Michael Chandler um is back to UFC. He, he I mean it's 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 quite the promotion though, right? Because he goes from not being in the UFC to being the standby fighter for a championship fight. He could end up fighting Habib Nurmagomedov in you know in his first fight. That would be a scary thing for him. You don't want that okay. smoke. <laughs> you don't yeah. want that. Nobody wants. Nobody really wants that, but you know I like Michael Chandler. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think at that level there. I mean, people tend not, you know, we see these champions come from other promotions. They come to the UFC and they're just not about that life. Uh, this is a different game here. I hate to say it. Casey. This, uh, hey, I, I'll get, the, <laughs> hey, I'll get the, the head turn. I'll say, it. but we have seen champions, guys from different promotions that were champions come here and they sputter out. 
I don't I'm not saying that, that can't Chandler. happen with Michael Chandler. All right. I'm not. Because I don't I, think he's I, gonna I, go in and just get ragdolled either. No. But I, I do let happen. me let me tell you what I do believe Astrid, though. Ben to offset now, to offset what I'm saying here. Dana White, this is playing into his hands because what he wants to do is embarrass Bellator and Scott Coker. There it is. So he's hoping that, yeah, Michael Chandler does get a fight here against one of our top-notch guys. And let's just see how this Bellator UFC co-main um, event thing plays out. That's what he wants. He wants it to play that way so he can sit there. Yeah. yeah, so you can sit there and say, well, it's Bellator. What do y'all expect? Well, that's back the, to this UFC thing over here. You know, yeah, that's, that's, he that's the best thing about poaching the other the fighters from, you know, the other promotion, Promotions. because it's yeah. a, it's a it's it's a win win situation regardless. So let's say, for instance, Michael Chandler comes into the UFC and he just lays an egg, does a Ben Askren, gets beat up, but squeaks out a win and then gets knocked out in five seconds and then retires like, you know. Then it's like, oh, well, that's a Bellator fighter. Look at that. He, he couldn't hack it in the UFC. If Michael Chandler comes in here and just starts beating folks up and just eating eating people's lunches, then you're like, yeah, look at that. We took Bellator's best guy. Well, yeah. the, the quiet secret that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge over at the UFC is a lot of these new up-and-comer guys all had fights at Bellator or whatever first. Mm-hmm. So all these guys really are coming from Bellator. Kevin Holland had a fight at Bellator. Mm-hmm. So if, if you, you can really say that he's a Bellator guy that stepped into the UFC already. And, wow. But, you know, that, that's just, that's like the undercover secret the UFC doesn't, you know, put out there all that much. Yeah. So, oh, man, I just really don't want to see this happen. I, I really don't want to see Chandler go the way of Ben Askren. Okay? Because yeah, Ben either. Askren was, a, was yeah. a force of nature at one, and then to come over here and... Yeah, it it was not pretty. Um, yeah. but but speaking of, of of secrets that people don't want to talk about, there are rumblings of a UFC return. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that segue you there. What what are they called, Ryan? Yeah, it's segues. That's right. It, it's 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 my no, segue. But what, what's the segue you use? Rumblings of a UFC return. <laughs> Anthony Rumble Johnson has entered the USADA mm. testing pool. There you go. That is a good sign, right? That's it. Question. Can you still fight if you get popped for marijuana out of contest? Yes. Yes. Out of contest, yeah. Yes. Oh, then he's fine. Yes. You just, it, yeah, you you may get suspended until you've got, there's like a period of, of so long you can't fight until it's out of your system again, but. Um, then yeah. you go into in competition, and then you start getting tested, and then you won't be able to fight. But yeah, he's he's back in the testing pool, so that is a great sign. So we may actually get to see our John Jones versus Anthony Johnson fight. I would be excited about that. I'm not. He needs a. a he's. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm struggling with this one because I don't want to just say he's old, but he's been out of the game for a minute. Okay, so I got well, one question. Ring rust. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I just got one question. Has uh has Cormier uh stopped being tested in the blood pool? Uh, we did not get any indication that Daniel Cormier has come out of the USADA testing pool. We know that Conor McGregor is not oh. out of the USADA oh, testing okay. pool. Yeah, okay. Just so, wanted to 
Just wanted to make sure. Just that that's that's the subtle reminder there. That the, drink. It, but, so, yeah, everybody drink. <laughs> he I'm John Keys saying. just low key made a John Jones Daniel Cormier connection. <laughs> yep. And, and, and y'all might as well get it in. Um, I'm gonna ask every week until it happens. You <laughs> were gonna etch that, that on your tombstone. Has it John has Jones and Daniel Cormier three happened yet? <laughs> I'm just saying. As, until Daniel Cormier says, uh, until we get word that he has pulled his name out of the blood pool, he's still in. All right. That's a, well, we're gonna talk about Daniel they, Cormier in just like a, a moment. Gang, okay, uh, yeah. Jake, John. Yep, blood <laughs> in, blood out. Blood in, blood out. <laughs> Before we get to DC and what DC is looking to do in retirement, because he is retired. Um, <laughs> retired. <laughs> uh, Diego Sanchez is fighting on this card at, at Fight Card UFC 253 this weekend. Guess who he's going to have in his corner? Stefan Bonner. Mm. One crazy to another, huh? There you have it. So, uh, so you got Stefan Bonner cornering Diego Sanchez, and and people are really surprised. That uh, that these two people who almost got into a fight over some asparagus at UFC at the Ultimate Fighter One finally yeah. found a way to um to to to, to oh. mend some fences and and so and be on the same bro. team. You know how they mended these fences? <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Tell Man. them. Apparently, they went on a retreat to search for UFOs out in some desert somewhere and spent several nights in a tent. Peyote will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't say it this time. Okay. Well, well, you know, um, yeah, it, it just has to be real crazy over there. I mean, if they are sitting out there looking dude, for UFOs, y'all, y'all would go out and look for UFOs at night. You know, mm-hmm. in the woods, not not even in the woods, in the desert, and spend the night in a tent with your homeboys. If I invited you guys out, hey guys, Lord. let's combat sports talk. Let's let's take a road trip. George, Dude, you George. can't no, even get me. You can't even get me to Dallas. Okay, okay. You can't even get me to Dallas. Ain't getting me out in no wilderness John and no Keys, tent. You are the master of conspiracy theories. We couldn't go on a UFO hunt one night. Do you know? Okay, so let's talk about that for about five minutes here. All right. We don't have so, five minutes. Make it two and a half. Okay, give me. Okay, because it's gonna be real quick. Okay, every every UFO abduction. Has been of uh, the I, I've never heard of a black man being abducted for, for yes one of the first Hill oh, right. yeah and, yeah Angela that's Hill right. you told us yeah that's right I sure did I totally forgot that he was the last black man that I know of that got that got abducted too because we know and you saw what happened there okay I am not about to have no probe family family I'm trying I, I've seen enough X Files I've seen <laughs> Uh, the fourth, what was it? The fourth encounter. Uh, check that movie out, and you'll understand why I can say no to this. Also, there's a the, the zone of the zone of silence. That's another movie that came out. There's also well, another one that's coming out right now called Sky Man. You watch those three movies, George. Please tell me you want you you want to go out to the to to the desert to look for some UFOs. That will be a big. Even Bunner says he saw them. Stephen Bonner is is nicknamed the American Psycho, and that's gonna be an end on that. We all right. have high definition 4K cameras in our pocket. 
if this was happening at the rate that it was supposedly was in the 90s and early 2000s, we would have definitive proof. Uh, hold on. Uh, hey. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> U.S. You got who you talking to, JC. <laughs> U.S. Navy. The U.S.S. Admiral. What is it called? The, the U.S.S.S. Nimitz. Uh, yeah, uh, they they released camera and, and testimony. Yeah, it's it's going down. They they didn't know what was out there. Okay, they got oh, they man. knew, they knew. They just <laughs> they knew, but you know, it's like you know, but you don't know exactly what it was. You just know that it's outflying your jet and it's doing things that it can't that that under normal Earth science and physics it cannot do. So that's just so sailing. speaking of under normal science and physics. Back oh, to your boy. He go okay. Hold on, one more thing. And the Canadian prime, the Canadian uh, defense secretaries back in the day actually admitted that there was alien life, and he actually talked to it. And they like well, some come they get like, me. I'm tired and, of this place. And, and they like and they like strawberry ice cream. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peyote. Ryan. Anyway. <laughs> so back to uh, what was Stephen it? Bonnet. Well, not even Stephen Bonnie anymore. Your boy, uh, Diego, oh, Diego Sanchez's yeah. coach. So apparently um, there was a big brouhaha between Emil Meek and Diego Sanchez. And e- Emil um, basically was saying, hey, there's footage of Josh Fabia chasing us around in the ring with a knife, you know, in, as, as a part of training. Talk about that, won't we not? Yeah, I'm I'm bringing it up. That's where we're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, bad. the only I, the I only person. Segue, you remember I used yeah. a multisyllabic word earlier. Yeah. Oh. Not to be obsequious here, but Coach is. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> See, he's been he's, he he's, he's that had that one in the holster. Time. He's been waiting. So I was so find that, that beautiful spot. Anyway, your boy yeah. Emil posted the footage. Apparently, it's crazy. well, b- before he posted the footage, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure you're up on here. Like, yeah. I can't wait till you mess this up, George. But <laughs> 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 so, just there was, there was there was a couple of tweets or something going back and forth where your boy Emil Meek says, "Hey, you know, this actually occurred. This man chases around in the ring, or chases his fighters around in the ring with a knife in order mm-hmm. as, as in a as a tool of training." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Not only do I know what happened, I have the footage." Yes. Roll that, be- roll that beautiful bean dog footage. Yeah, and so, I, yeah, you can watch the footage. Emil drops the video, mm-hmm. and it is exactly what he said. Yes. This yeah. man is chasing around fighters in a ring with a knife. Hey, if you can, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge <laughs> a dodgeball. <laughs> so right. just prior to that footage dropping. <laughs> Diego Sanchez said, hey, you dropped that footage, I'm going to show footage of me choking you out. Me, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Now, Emil, Emil's like, Emil fights at what, 205 or 185, which one? I forget. Uh, uh, don't give me the line here. Hold on, let me let me check my boy out. It was 170, so, right? Well, okay, it might be 170. So, anyway, back to the point. Diego drops the the footage, but it really is just like they're rolling. It, it's not a fight. It is not them sparring. It is it literally is just the two of them rolling. And Diego does appear to be getting the better of him, but it's light rolling on top of that. It's not like yeah. Emil was intent on smashing this man or anything like that. So I thought that was yeah. I'm really concerned about the uh, the mental um, fortitude of Diego Sanchez and the people he's surrounding himself with. <laughs> 
Man, I feel like Peyote. Mike Perry should be uh, in his corner for the next fight. Who? Platinum Mike Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's that. I mean, but that's it, right? Like the the it, this begs the question of if Stefan Bonner is in his corner, what about Josh Fabia? And the fact is, is that they're both in his corner. Like I watched an interview with Diego Sanchez, and <clears throat> they didn't ask him directly. But when he finished, he was like, you know, he was still plugging Josh Fabia's um, his 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 academy or his institute. And so Dame, um, uh, uh, Diego Sanchez is fully bought in on this whole Fabia, Josh Fabia system of of whole well, whole what holistic, is it? Training. holistic training. And you, you, what's funny is that Stefan Bonner is sitting next to him and you could just see like. Stefan Bonner is not into it. Like that, like it, it's crazy because you're chasing some dude around with a knife, trying to get him to be more agile or whatever. So I don't know that this can that, that this can sustain. We'll see what happens at UFC 253. But there's too much crazy in too small a box. Something's got to something's got to break loose. Who was Connor's coach who always did the noodle stuff? Ido Portal. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Playing, playing touch button in the park. Okay, so you trying to take a shot at me with the mace or something? What's going on here? <laughs> nope, nope. Let me be very clear, coach. I don't want that. You good? You good? <laughs> I, I, I think if if you talk to most coaches, there is a duality in what they do. They they they've got their fight training and things like that, but they may have something extra that they use that that has a or has a segue into fighting or can be used in, in the same sense or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon to see coaches have this, this, this duality in their training. Um, but it's usually not a deadly weapon. Yeah. Like a knife. You're not, <laughs> yeah, you're not coming. I mean, I don't know that mace. I, 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 no, I am not. That mace. I wouldn't want to get hit by it. Period. I'm not backing up uh, Joshua Fabio whatsoever. I'm just saying like <laughs> the different things, like Connor hiring Ido Portal in, I, you know, I think there is some benefit to movement and things like that oh, or sure. some of these other fighters who or think about football players who's like, well, I'm going to go study um, ballet. ballet for a little bit. Yeah. So um, your, your boy, more often. right. Um, the, the boxer, what's his name? Um, Vasily Lomachenko went right. and danced for years. His, his father told him, you can't fight whatsoever. You're going to go dance and it's going to make you a better fighter. You know, so I think there is some validity to, to that and, and using the mind outside of just that one, you know, area in order to make you a better fighter. Yeah, I mean, if he, um, if he was a real coach, he would have used an AR. Avoid these bullets. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was to say, I mean, it works. I mean, because I mean, especially like ballet and everything like that, because uh Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. He was doing this. He did ballet for several years, and you know, if you watch Roadhouse, he was breaking people off. I mean, seriously. Like, like you know what? Okay, so I just started watch. I just started watching Community. John, you are our Abed. Like, like <laughs> yes. It's 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 just one of those things where it's like we're sitting there talking about like real stuff, and he's like, just like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. It's like, wait, no, that was all choreographed. <laughs> that was not real. Like, why won't you go out on a mountain and look at UFOs? Did you see these movies? Like, somebody made that stuff up. Like, 
the blending I of the. Like this, for every story, there's a sh- there's a shred of truth somewhere, and He's you know what? I don't even want to even be a part. There's certain there's certain movies that have a story that I want no parts of. The Conjuring being one of those. Okay, now tell me that in that the stuff that happened in the Conjuring. The the investigator they they have real life counterparts and these the movies for the most part were based off their recordings want no parts of the Conjuring okay none all right every part of my genetic code right now is on fire because I just brought up the name okay <laughs> I want no parts of that all right all right. All right. Let's go through these rapid fire. We want to get to the picks. Um, we this this is this is a marathon of a show. We're gonna have to we have to start dialing it back in, folks. Um yeah, okay. the magician has left Sanchez's the building. Fault. Yeah, it's Diego Sanchez's fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh the magician has left the building. Uh John Dodson was released from the UFC. That's a sad one. Because you yeah, know, I really enjoyed watching though. him fight. Um you know my one of my favorite fights of all time was Demetrius Johnson, John Dodson won. Um that was a pitched battle where they where he knocked down uh, Demetrius Johnson twice, and then yep. he, he, Johnson came back for the win on that one. I mean, I, I really enjoyed John, watching John Dodson fight. It's sad that he is no longer in the UFC, so I wish him all the best in whatever it is that he's going to do next. Hopefully, we'll see him in one. Hopefully, we will. Yeah. I would love to see him in one. Okay, I really would. I mean, to watch to watch him fight. I mean, first of all, you have good. You have good reflexes to watch him fight because he was so blindingly fast mm-hmm. and strong. But um, a man with that much talent, he needs. I hope he finds what finds. I hope a promotion does not overlook him and actually pick pick him up and actually show how good he really is. So, best of luck. All right. Speaking of someone who's moving on, Daniel Cormier, who is retired, um, is looking at possibly doing a stint in the wwe as a commentator mm. oh, we, we know that's going to wind up in their ring yeah and, and when, that, when does i think he, so when too. is he going to start doing that yeah because i was going to say because <clears throat> wrestlemania usually happens around about march around, around about that time march april so royal rumble they'll they'll bring him in as a as a commentator then old brock will come down and look at him kind of cross-eyed and they'll look at each other kind of cross-eyed and it'll go on and it'll just build up until we have our wrestlemania moment that's a conspiracy tonight that i'm on board with yeah yeah yeah. it's it'll either happen if it doesn't happen at wrestlemania it'll definitely happen at SummerSlam. because let's look at the formula for ronda rousey well i'm appalled that ryan chose to Include in our run sheet the fact that our what he calls WWE as a combat sport. It kind of hurt my feelings. Ryan. Wait, wait, where did I do that? Oh, oh, in the run wait. sheet. But the former Olympian turned MMA champion might be making its way to another form of combat sport. This is just copied well, out of the article. I mean, it's copy paste <laughs> yeah, out of the yeah, article. Hold on, hold on now. Let's let's <laughs> talk about professional. Its roots is in combat sports. Professional wrestling roots is in combat sports one only needs to go to josh barnett to understand how far the the origins of professional wrestling john catches catches catch can wrestling yeah you remember yeah. a few minutes ago and they were talking about hey people bring up a real world example and then somebody brings up hold on i joke about a lot of things but one one thing i will not joke <laughs> about is josh barnett josh barnett 
is probably the last pure fighter that actually uses catches the, the original catches catch can techniques in MMA. So, you know, let's I mean I joke about a lot of things. That's actually <laughs> legit. Okay. And don't don't make me come. Don't make me come for it. Okay. Bruh, I'm, I'm just saying, are we I know we gotta get on the time. I'm sorry, right? No, no, go, but go, I, I'm go, just go, I'm go, just go. saying I didn't write this. Like I, I I do respect the fact that if you think that I wrote everything that's in this run sheet <laughs> All but I'm saying. I didn't write this. I write the stuff in column A and that's it. Everything else is copy and paste. I I'm I'm upset at whoever the author is that called professional wrestling at combat. Sport. Let me give you his name. You can call him out. You might even be able to send him a, a, an email. <laughs> send him a shirt too. Mm. Right here. Right the, here. The, Let me check the link. The name of the person, Adam Gillen Jr. That's the guy you're mad at. <laughs> Would it be weird if we provided our run sheets to the fans out there? Let us know if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I could see the the uh, the the rewrites and everything that would be going. Oh on. man, yeah. we would. Uh, who knows what? The, I, if we could get the fans to well, make the show, that would be crazy. We talk about what the fans want us to talk about. We we'll try it. Well, Maybe I keep telling y'all, Leah and Cat want to do a female. Um, episode or whatever where they they come on as as the show's host and take over for a week let them do it It would be great to start with intelligent defense yeah (laughs) (laughs) we we could put it on intelligent defense and 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 see but yeah anyway yeah let's let's walk away from that let's walk away from that one um page van zant uh is leaving social media and i'm like yeah right Basically, she's she's a little bit upset because, you know, once you stop fighting like for real, I mean, I know she's going to to the bare knuckle and I'm not calling it. That's not for real fighting. It is very much. It's almost too real fighting for me. But, um, you know, she she was saying that, you know, she was able to make a better living as, you know, a social media influencer than as a fighter. But being a social media influencer also comes with the fact that if your assets are your your looks, trolls are going to comment on those looks, and you you can't really run away from that. I mean, I'm not condoning it, but it comes it's par for the course. I mean, that's what you you should expect that this is the kind of craziness you're going to have to deal with. So yeah. Why are you mad, Paige? Why are you mad? <laughs> because it's the attention that she didn't want. I mean, when somebody is sitting there saying, and, and you know, I know this is a PG-13, but... No but. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm looking at the... T- you put... Hey, I'll just say, Ryan put these comments on here, Okay. In our run sheet. You get thrown under the bus. So awesome. Oh, my God. The run sheet is getting so much more attention. Like, I did not write these. This is a copy and paste of what was in the article so that you guys didn't have to read the entire article. Okay? So, okay. okay. Mm. I, we appreciate it. <laughs> but that third comment there is, 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 is screaming to be read. Okay? That no. third comment. No, we're not going to read it. No, don't read it aloud. <laughs> Which one? The, 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 the when are you planning? No, 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 no. The, the, the one below that one. The one. <laughs> so this makes great radio. 
<laughs> yeah, because can't nobody, no one can see it. Like <laughs> you brought out. <laughs> catch, catch us on after the bell where we tell you what it's like. Want to clap back? All right. So the page thing is interesting though because like yeah, yeah, her money does primarily come from endorsements, and it is it, it's a strange conundrum that these uh, influencers are in because. Even those negative negative comments help boost their influence rating. It, right. It's their engagements. So you, it's almost good to have these controversial people who are chiming in, saying things that are just repulsive to to most normal human beings. Like that's it, it's sad, but it helps drive the the clicks and it helps drive more uh, engagement uh, across all of our platforms. But at a certain point, like your humanity takes over, and you just can't take it. Like that's her. Like she. I'm sure she's got a Finstagram, but at the same time, like she's seeing these, these, uh, these comments periodically and it is dehumanizing. It is demoralizing. Joe Rogan said it best. Don't read the comments. Yeah, exactly. And and on top of that, you throw yourself out there. Okay. If you, if you put yourself as a celebrity and I hate, I hate it that our society is like this, but as, as a celebrity, if you put yourself out there like this, you get what you get. Some hate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the point I was making is who does she think follows her? Like, does she think that the people that as an MMA fighter in a hugely male and misogynistic culture that is MMA and and the and the people who largely follow the sport and she's she's getting all these likes and who does she think has been following her? This is not like feminists that are following her these are not like these are soccer moms have been following her and and the folks from dancing with the stars have been tuning in for her fights and buying her pay-per-views she is standing in bikinis and and she is flaunting her body on on instagram and i'm not shaming her for doing that i'm not shaming her for doing i'm not shaming her for doing that but when you're when you're at that look at that oh my god when you're i'm just playing the devil's advocate ryan knows i'm I'm just no, because I'm what I'm the point that I'm trying to make is, is that like, who does she think is following her? It It is people who are objectifying her. It is not people who are interested in her in, in, in her views on on the environment, because one, her, she's not sharing her, her recent, views on environment. She's yeah. she's her not recent sh- bout with the UFC kind of tells you who she thought her audience was and is. She does think it's the soccer mom. She does think. That it, it's these people other than the your, the casual fan, and so when she gets online and starts seeing this, it's a shock to her because that's not who she believed her audience was. And 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 that's why it's a shock to me because that's who clearly her audience was. And so when she's saying all this stuff about, well, I can make more money as a model, and you stop fighting, anyone who cared about you as a fighter, they're gone now. They're going on to the next fighter who's coming up, the Mackenzie Derns of the world. All that's left are the people who are objectifying you. Yep. So you got to stop reading the comments. You got to move on with your life, and you got to ignore it. She's not like that that girl from uh, from uh, the the uh, uh, the AT and T commercials. Like that was a tragic story, right? Because she's not she's not trying. She's just living her life, and she's getting this type of objectification and, and and these these harassing comments and these memes putting her head on other people's bodies and things like that 
Like she's getting that, but she's not trying to 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 be that person. I think we actually have to normalize this stepping away from social media. <clears throat> I, I don't see this as a, a big loss to humanity that we're not able to, or not we necessarily, but uh, the opportunity to ogle somebody is, is taken away. Uh, I think this is a good, healthy move, realistically, that she, she does need time to reframe. She's going through a big life transition. And I don't think that social media is the best way to do that. And as much as we say, don't, don't read the comments, like that's a best practice, but we're not our best selves in moments of transition. Okay. And now, you know, <laughs> the this more is you therapy know. awareness moment. <laughs> okay. Last one, because this is, this was, this is the shocker of the, uh, of, of the run sheet. Really? We're talking about the run this sheet. one is the shocker uh, of all the craziness. Okay, so so in the co-main event of the fight this weekend, Jan Blakovich is fighting Dominic Reyes. He has a good luck charm. That good luck charm is a piece of rope. That piece of rope was a noose that he found in the forest in Poland. The noose was hanging from a tree with a body attached to it. And so it is considered good luck to, to find... A, a a a rope that is used to hang someone and carry it with you and so that has been his good luck charm and he says it's been 90 percent effective for him I uh, a little bit of a memento mori it's like so assuming he's brought this rope or he's got this rope with him in fight island as his good luck charm for the fights this weekend and and and, 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 and you know it says here he goes, when you find a hanged man, you take his rope for luck. That's what people believed in the old days. I checked oh. the internet, and sure enough, that is exactly what people thought and believed in. If you don't believe me, check for yourself, which John Keyes did just now. It actually has a 90% success knots. rate. Yeah, it's a red red slip knots. Yeah, and it's in bold, too. Oh, wow. Do you think that it was an ancient way of getting people to clean up the forest bodies and take them out down from the trees? Like, oh, it's good luck. It's just like uh, getting Tom Sawyer to paint, the, have his friends paint the fence. It's like, <laughs> nah, they just needed to take people's bodies down. That's not good luck. It, it could be. I, I, I'm I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just real quick. To he makes a good point, though. <laughs> like, how else were they getting people down? Um, I mean, I got more questions. Than, what? Okay, he just came up. He, uh, there's a dead body up in the forest, people. That's that's the been hung. Okay, are we just are we just gonna bypass that whole moment there? I mean, was the body investigated? Do we know who did it? Was it? I mean, seriously, people, you know. Oh, and see, you just got hit with the flashy thing by the alien. That's what. You yeah, yeah Kalechi just what forgot everything. He's like, he's at the beginning again. <laughs> See, we anyway. watching, we watching, we watching KC getting getting alien abducted, abducted while in we're... real life. See, but there's a 4K camera, so there's witnesses. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there you have it. Those are the headlines that we are covering on tonight's show. We've got one segment left. That is the fight card. This is UFC 253, Adesanya versus Costa. And Saturday, 
September 26, 2020, Flash Forum on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. So we've got five fights on the card. Uh, first fight of the night is going to be Hakim Dawadu versus Zabira Tukagov. Now, we know Zabira Tukagov is part of the Dagestani crew. He is the guy who actually punched Conor McGregor in the back of the head during UFC 229. Um, and so he's finally reinstated in the UFC, and he's got a great fight against Hakim Dawadu. So I, I am excited about that fight. It's going to be a good one. We're going to see if that if that sparkling record of Dagestani victories is going to hold up. But you know what I say. Rule number one, always. Never, or actually, it's never bet against the Russians. So yeah. there you go. I was going to say, yeah. Well. Always never do it. <laughs> In the second fight of the night, we got uh, Ketlin Vieira versus Sajara Eubanks. And Sajara Eubanks, um, she was one that um, ran a little bit afoul of USADA. Um, and she is finally starting to come back uh, after her suspension. So we're going to see if she can put some wins together and get back to her winning ways. Maybe she can make a run for that 135-pound title. In the third fight of the night, we got Kai Kara France versus Brandon Royville. Um, uh, Factory X. Oh, there it is. Drink. 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 <laughs> I mean, I had to give that shout out because uh, I, I was fortunate. I ran into him uh, while we were stand up paddle boarding uh, last month and I got to hang out with the, the fighters. So I'm super excited. Just his come up story has been wild. And he's a he's a game fighter. So I'm looking forward to this. Is Are, are uh-huh. you able to share his come up story or no? Uh, it's a whole long thing. So we'll do it as a, another segment after he wins this. OK. All right. In the co-main event, ah. we've got Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blakovich for the vacant light heavyweight title of the world. We're going to make a flash fight pick with this fight. And the main event, Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. He is, uh, what is he, the eraser? Is that what his, his nickname yeah. is? Yeah, he's the eraser Boracin. Boracin, that's right. Um, so let's go flash fight picks. Um, I know that you got Brandon Royville. Uh, Kalechi in the uh, Kai Kara France fight. Um, let's go with uh, with Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blakovich. Starting with you, jo- uh, John Keys. Thank you for remembering me. Um, I'm gonna choose Dominic Reyes. Um, I think I, I I saw I like what I saw last time with between him and John Jones. I do believe that he might, that he won that. Let's see what he can do against John. A guy with a lucky noose. Lecce. I got to go Reyes on this one. I, I, I just think he's going to make a solid champion. George C. Money Stallworth. I'm going to step outside the box and roll with the hangman. Oh, snap. Ooh. I like that as a Yeah, that moniker. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Dan Hooker's uh, nickname. Well, he ain't got no news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look, he, look. If, if he Y'all does, to start walking to the to the uh, octagon with the noose. Yeah, that would be kind of awesome if he's hanging around his neck, but not like like or on his shoulders, hanging around his shoulders. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, I realized what I was saying when I saw him. <laughs> when I saw him, start shaking like, his head like. But he's from Poland. We couldn't we couldn't pick up the same connotation. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. They hang people in Poland too, apparently. But yeah, we can. Uh, it's twenty twenty. We don't need that energy. Yeah. So um for me Trump supporters would just take that and run with it, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> for me, I, as much as I want to go with Jan Blakovich, I'm going to go with Dominic Reyes. I feel like that's a safer bet. He's just so so strong and so fast. I mean, he gave John Jones problems. And so I, I just don't think that Jan Blakovich is going to be able to, to handle that speed and strength. So we'll see what happens there. In the main event of the evening, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. George, who you got? I'm going Izzy, man. I, I think um, Paulo's too muscular and is going to tire out and gas out after that first round, especially if Izzy comes in and, and really works counterfighting and, and puts a pace out there. If he if if Izzy puts forth any work product, any work any pace or anything like that, Paulo's going to gas out fairly early. I feel like. All right, Izzy gets it by decision. Kletchy. Niger, no the carry last. <laughs> there you uh, go. For those of you uninitiated, that was a pick for Israel Adesanya. <laughs> All right. John Keys. Uh very similar to, to Coach. Um, I do believe that uh Paul Acosta with all the heavy muscles and everything like that, he will gas. I'll give him a little bit longer. I'll give him to the third round. And with 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 Israel doing his precision counter game uh, that he that he has mastered over his kickboxing his kickboxing life, uh, I expect to see one of one of two things happen. Well, I do expect him to either be permanently gassed at the fourth round where Israel will will capitalize, and or optionally, which we'll know that the the fight is over, we'll see Paulo Costa turn into a wrestler at some point. Y'all overestimate his muscles. Like, he looks good on video um, during the fight and, and usually before. But, like, this lead into this way up, way in. Did y'all see his interaction with Israel? Uh, oh, yeah, it's all cordial. Yeah. No, oh, he's not that big. He's like a lot of water weight to make those muscles look good. But he's, he's not that much bigger than Izzy. Well, we'll see. Well, I mean, it, it is interesting because when you when you're up against someone like Yoel Romero, Yoel Romero's actually a smaller frame kind of guy, so you know yeah. that does make Paulo Costa look much bigger, right? But um, and Israel Adesanya is is relatively tall for for um for middleweight, so um yeah, I, I that was one of those things that I was that that we were talking about in prior weeks. But for my pick, for my pick. I'm going to go with Israel Adesanya um, just because I like how dynamic he is as a fighter. He's an exciting person to watch. And the, the crazy thing is, is that speed really does translate into that power that is, is you know, deceptive. And I think that Paula Costa is going to be surprised about how fast and how strong Israel Adesanya actually is, even though he's got that very slender frame. Follow us on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Combat Sports Talk. George? I'm at dark side underscore Muay Thai underscore. Kalechi. I am at push, pull, pray on Instagram. And John Keys. And I'm at Keys to Victory, and that's Keys with an E-S. All right. You can find us on our website at www.combatsportstalk.com and on all of these social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the Apple Podcast, Periscope, and Spotify, and more. I, I just added more. Uh, there's an Indian um, uh, 
uh, podcast platform awesome. that I just added us to. So we are on in India now. Um, hey, so. did you get did you get our fans only page up and running? Uh, yeah, no, right. that's Kalechi's job. Oh, okay. Kalechi. So Kalechi's the views gotta... expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the views of Kalechi. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and so we're all in all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Simply type "Combat Sports Talk," subscribe, and and offer us some comments. We desperately, desperately need your support. Um, for a shout out to MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting, MMA Mania, Bloody Elbow, and the Intelligent Defense Discussion Group. That's where we get a lot of our stories and where these conversations have their first lives. So, um. On behalf of John Keyes, George G. Money Stallworth, and Kalechi Onyebuchi, my name is Ryan Smith, reminding you to keep your hands up, your chin tucked, and throw bombs. We'll catch you next time.